Welcome to our daily portion with WIT Ministries. I'm Matt Russell, and I'm the director of WIT Ministries. And at Walking in Truth Ministries, we want to help people to be able to live a more God-centered, God-focused life and uh, in every aspect of their life. So the purpose for this podcast is for us to really strengthen our biblical discipline of reading the Bible. So I'm going to read a scripture every day where I'm going to share a nugget about that scripture. And then I'm going to say a little prayer at the end. And that will be the entirety of our episodes for this podcast. Uh, Please feel free to check us out at walkingintruthministries.org. Or you can also check out our other podcast, which is Living the Wit Life with Walking in Truth Ministries. I hope that this podcast blesses you as much as it blesses me. And uh, let's go ahead and get started with our daily portion. Are you concerned about what the future holds? Are you confident that the retirement plans that you have today will still be secure tomorrow? Let us help you by clearing up the uncertainty. This is Matt Russell, the director of WIT Ministries. Many of us at Walking in Truth Ministries are bivocational, working in our ministry as well as in the financial services industry at WinBig Financial Group. We help people to build a tax-free and risk-free retirement. Give me a call at 817-903-2575 to support our ministry and to secure your family's financial future. Again, Call today at 817-903-2575. Thank you and God bless. Judges 11, Jephthah, the ninth judge. Now, Jephthah the Gileadite was a valiant warrior, but he was the son of a harlot and Gilead was the father of Jephthah. Gilead's wife bore him sons, and when his wife's sons grew up, they drove Jephthah out and said to him, You shall not have an inheritance in our father's house, for you are the son of another woman. So Jephthah fled from his brothers and lived in the land of Tob. And worthless fellows gathered themselves about Jephthah, and they went out with him. It came about after a while that the sons of Ammon fought against Israel. When the sons of Ammon fought against Israel, the elders of Gilead went to Jephthah from the land of Tob. And they said to Jephthah, Come and be our chief, that we may fight against the sons of Ammon. Then Jephthah said to the elders of Gilead, Did you not hate me and drive me from my father's house? So why have you come to me now when you are in trouble? The elders of Gilead said to Jephthah, For this reason we have now returned to you, that you may go with us and fight with the sons of Ammon, and become head over all the inhabitants of Gilead. So Jephthah said to the elders of Gilead, If you take me back to fight against the sons of Ammon, and the Lord gives them up to me, will I become your head? The elders of Gilead said to Jephthah, The Lord is witness between us. Surely we will do as you have said. Then Jephthah went to the elders of Gilead, and the people made him head and chief over them. And Jephthah spoke all his words before the Lord at Mizpah. Now Jephthah sent messengers to the king of the sons of Ammon, saying, What is between you and me that we have come to me and fight against my land? The king of the sons of Ammon said to the messengers of Jephthah, Because Israel took away my land when they came up from Egypt, from the Arnon as far as the Jabbok and the Jordan, therefore return them peaceably now. 
But Japheth sent the messengers again to the king of the sons of Ammon, and they said to him, Thus says Japheth, Israel did not take away the land of Moab, nor the land of the sons of Ammon. For when they came up from Egypt, and Israel went through the wilderness to the Red Sea and came to Kadesh, then Israel sent messengers to the king of Edom, saying, Please let us pass through your land. But the king of Edom would not listen. And they also sent to the king of Moab, but he would not consent. So Israel remained at Kadesh. Then they went through the wilderness and around the land of Edom and the land of Moab and came to the east side of the land of Moab. And they camped beyond the Arnon, but they did not enter the territory of Moab, for the Arnon was the border of Moab. And Israel sent messengers to Sion, king of the Amorites, the king of Heshbon. And Israel said to him, Please let us pass through your land to our place. But Sion did not trust Israel to pass through his territory. So Sion gathered all his people and camped at Jahaz and fought against Israel. The Lord, the God of Israel, gave Sion and all his people into the hand of Israel, and they defeated them. So Israel possessed all the land of the Amorites, the inhabitants of that country. So they possessed all the territory of the Amorites from the Arnon as far as the Jabbok, and from the wilderness as far as the Jordan. Since now the Lord, the God of Israel, drove out the Amorites from before his people Israel, are you then to possess it? Do you not possess what Chemosh, your God, gives you to possess? So whatever the Lord our God has driven out before us, we will possess it. Now are you any better than Balak, the son of Zippor, king of Moab? Did he ever strive with Israel, or did he ever fight against them? While Israel lived in Heshbon and its villages, and in Arior and its villages, and in all the cities that are on the banks of the Arnon, 300 years, why did you not recover them within that time? I therefore have not sinned against you, but you are doing me wrong by making war against me. May the Lord, the judge, judge today between the sons of Israel and the sons of Ammon. But the king of the sons of Ammon disregarded the message which Jephthah sent him. Jephthah's tragic vow. Now the spirit of the Lord came upon Jephthah so that he passed through Gilead and Manasseh. Then he passed through Mizpah of Gilead. And from Mizpah of Gilead, he went on to the sons of Ammon. Jephthah made a vow to the Lord and said, If you will indeed give the sons of Ammon into my hand, then it shall be that whatever comes out of the doors of my house to meet me when I return in peace from the sons of Ammon, it shall be the Lord's, and I will offer it up as a burnt offering. So Jephthah crossed over to the sons of Ammon to fight against them, and the Lord gave them into his hand. He struck them with a very great slaughter from Arior to the entrance of Meneth. Twenty cities, and as far as Abel Karamim to the sons of Ammon, were subdued before the sons of Israel. When Jephthah came to his house at Mizpah, behold, his daughter was coming out to meet him with tambourines and with dancing. Now she was his one and only child. Besides her, he had no son or daughter. When he saw her, he tore his clothes and said, Alas, my daughter, you have brought me very low, and you are among those who trouble me, for I have given my word to the Lord, and I cannot take it back. So she said to him, My father, you have given your word to the Lord. Do to me as you have said, since the Lord has avenged you of your enemies, the sons of Ammon. She said to her father, Let this thing be done for me. Let me alone two months, that I may go to the mountains and weep because of my virginity, I and my companions. Then he said, Go. So he sent her away for two months, and she left with her companions and wept on the mountains because of her virginity. At the end of two months, she returned to her father, who did to her according to the vow which he had made. 
and she had no relations with the man. Thus, it became a custom in Israel that the daughters of Israel went yearly to commemorate the daughter of Jephthah, the Gileadite, four days in the year. There are two big lessons here in Judges 11. One would be pretty obvious. Do not bargain with God. And we do this often. And we don't, uh, for some of us, we don't intend to, but we end up doing it. It's pretty easy. We kind of feel like, you know, if we're in a, we have a big need or, or something in our lives that we really would like to have, we would start saying, okay, God, if you give us this, then we will do this. And it's, and it's a trade-off. And, um, the Bible says, God says, do not do this. Do not bargain with him. But you can see that there are times when Abraham bargained with him and Moses bargained with him. But it's not the same with the way that we do it. But even when they did it, it still wasn't right. And there were still consequences. So we shouldn't start trying to get this for that with God to where we say, okay, God, if you'll heal my mother, then I will go to church every single Sunday. No, it's not the way it works. You should be committing your life to him and then period. I mean, that's really it. He's going to take care of it. In fact, in Matthew, it says that you seek first his, his kingdom and his righteousness and everything will be taken care of for you. Jesus flat out says, don't worry about your life. Don't worry about the basic needs that you have. Just seek God and he'll take care of it not bargain with God to see if he'll take care of it that's almost like testing him and he said do not test him except for in one case and that's with tithing but the other thing that's a pretty big uh, deal here is you shouldn't make a vow uh, God says do not make a vow and there's times that I feel like we make vows that we shouldn't um, I mean, I'm very patriotic. I love the United States of America, but we're also, we're, we're making a vow when we pledge allegiance. God said, don't do that. So, I mean, I don't really believe that there's any gray area, um, but we're not supposed to be pledging our life to something other than him. He is supposed to be our one and only. No other idol or no other thing is supposed to take our pledge or our vow. But also... When we make a vow, we say that if you give me this, it's part of the bargaining, then I vow some promise that I'm going to make. And that backfired completely for Jephthah because he made a vow hoping that God would come through and God was going to come through because of his obedience. But instead, he made this vow that the first thing that would come out of his house he would offer up as a burnt offering. And lo and behold, his one and only child, his daughter, walks out of the house to greet him, overjoyed. And then Jephthah just realized what it was that he did. We should not make vows. We should instead just, if the Lord wills it, period, be obedient to what he says, pursue him and his direction and his will in our lives, and just follow through with that. Don't try to think, God, I really want to have a new car. So if you will come through with me here with this new car, then I will devote, you know, whatever it is that I would, I would devote. 
or even to another person and saying, you know what, if you'll do this for me, then I promise I'll do this for you. Don't do it. Just make your yeses yes and your no no's. Just don't, don't pledge it a vow. It's dangerous business. Father, thank you that um, you've given us such clear advice and we can see in the example where it can go extremely wrong when we're not obedient to that. And I pray that uh, we could have the courage to just pay attention and be reminded prior to making a mistake. But Father, when we do fail, I'm, I'm so thankful for grace. Thank you that you cover us and you forgive us Um, even though there could be a consequence to whatever we did, you still are right there by our side, ready to forgive us and ready to just, just wrap us up in your arms. Father, I pray that those people who just feel distant from you, those people who feel like maybe they've made vows or maybe they've, uh, pledged something in their life and, and they need, um, they need your direction as to how to handle that, to make it right. Father, I'm so thankful for redemption. I'm thankful that you are the God who redeems. And I pray that um, just people's lives could be redeemed as you show them, as Holy Spirit shows them where they need to take a step back, repent of what they've done, and um, draw close to you. I pray for all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us today, and I hope that uh, that blesses you, either as an individual or uh, with you and your other loved ones. Uh, maybe this is uh, something that you're utilizing to to spend with your family, uh, some time around God's Word, and uh, of course, that is great. I love that, and I'd love to hear how uh, the Daily Portion podcast is blessing you. If you would, just go to our website at walkingintruthministries.org. And um, go on there and just drop us a little note about uh, this podcast or one of our other podcasts or even just check out the events that we have available. Uh, But again, thank you very much and look forward to seeing you again tomorrow as we dig into our daily portion with WIT Ministries. God bless.